Okay. Who said that? We're pals. We're buddies. And we met because we have a deeper purpose, but like. Hello. Good morning. Well, hello, friends. <laughs> it Welcome is. to the Hangover Diaries. <laughs> Welcome to the Hangover episode of Saturn's Return. <laughs> this is Laura and Memory. Welcome to episode two of Saturn's Return. We are freshly up from being sauced last night. Yeah. A long night. And this was, don't feel bad for us because this was planned. Like, yeah. we literally, like... <laughs> Organized crime. Yeah. <laughs> got together with Kimberly last night, our friend, and we were like, oh, you know what we're going to do tonight? You know what we could all use tonight? We could all use a rager. We could mm-hmm. all use a night in on the couch getting litty. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did, even yeah. though these bitches bailed on me. <laughs> I mean, okay, y'all did make it pretty late, I will say. Yeah. Right. It was a very, like, up and down roller coaster of events. We're getting, I don't want to say too old for this, but it's just <laughs> not working out according to plan yeah, anymore. You would not be able to catch me out at a club. No, never. I could barely catch you out of my living room <laughs> yeah. at 12 o'clock. Like, Period. there's no way. We had, like, we had, like, started on a good like a good vibe and like we're in a silly goofy mood and hyper and happy and then that trip to the grocery store at McDonald's killed our vibe wiped the slate clean it was a mistake and then we just tried to pick up the pace from there and it was just like no we're old and tired like Mm -hmm. I mean there was like a couple moments where we were like laughing and yeah you know hollering or whatever but definitely touching like getting on the same page about all the gossip in the group right after being apart for a little while. Yeah, Memory and I haven't seen each other for like two weeks. This is the first time we're seeing each other since the last podcast episode mm-hmm. we recorded, which was like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we both had things going on. Like I had, my son had a soccer tournament out of town and then we went to Disneyland and then just like work. And then you had... Like, I have just my friends visiting from out of town, out of state. And it's kind of like reunited a kind of hub of friends that I have that from my old or from my hometown (laughs) and so yeah so just spending a bunch of time with them and then just a crazy time like getting ready for a weekend or a wedding this weekend and being excited for that packing ready to celebrate have a little event moment get to travel it's been a while even though we're mid-pandemic still but it's nice to stay in a hotel. We're not traveling too far. I mean, yeah, we're just San going, Diego. Yeah. San Diego and then Temecula for a cute little garden moment. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. I And then on top of that, too, I think both of us were sick at one point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we both texted each other having, happening to be sick. Like, oh, I'm just randomly nauseous right now. And then Laura's like, me too. I was and like, was wait like, a minute. Wait, two plus two is making four. When's your period, dude? <laughs> yeah. That conversation did happen. I was like, I was like, wait a minute. What if we're, cause you know, like if you're a woman, yeah. I think we all kind of have that inherent, yeah, yeah. Like anything goes a little bit sideways and you're like, am I pregnant? Yeah. Like shit. Like, yeah. and for both of us, like, cause I had, te- I think I had texted you like asking like, oh, do you want to like edit today or something? And you were like, oh, I'm just like, I feel like shit. And I was like, that's crazy. Me too. Like I've been throwing up and I feel nauseous. And mm-hmm. you're like, that's exactly how I feel. And yeah. I was like, what? Like, yeah. and I was like, what if we were both pregnant? Right. And fucking memory was like, I wouldn't be mad at it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, really? Because I would be devastated. <laughs> but we have two very, confl- not confl- I don't want to say conflicting, but yeah, we have very different, different um, perspectives. I also think like to like where we are 
in our lives. In general, yeah, it's, like, gonna create that perspective, but, like, yeah, like, she's saying, like, I would not have been mad at it. I lost two children last year, um, and I, I feel like spending some time, you know, within my relationship healing from that, it's been, like, over a year now, and the conversations come in and out of, like, okay, would you be open to trying this again? So I feel like I wouldn't be as shocked by a surprise of something like that, but it would still be, like, a surprise yeah. at this time. Yeah. I feel like, though, are you guys in a position where, because I, I know, like, there was a point, there was, like, a moment where you were, like, kind of reevaluating, um like, your stance on that, and, like, you were kind of like, you know, maybe this isn't something that I'm ready for right now. For me, it's definitely something that is more of a conversation had with myself of, like, okay, not so much of, like, I'm not ready for it, but is this something that I need to have a fulfilling life, Mm -hmm. lifestyle? Like, I feel like it always hits when the holidays come around, especially, Mm -hmm. like, not having, like, a family to go home to, and then not having my own, like, now being in a I guess, like, general sense of being able to bring, like, a family into the world and start a family and have those holidays, it's kind of, like, tempting, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, if I've already come to peace with this is, with the fact that this is something that might not happen for me, because not only have I had miscarriages last year, but in a previous marriage, there was also fertility problems that weren't even on my side, but it's, like, this, I guess, continuing, like, conversation of, like, will I, won't I, and I feel like because it's been will I, won't I for so long, I've come to terms with Maybe that's not for me. Maybe I'm just supposed to be the rich auntie or some shit like that. Really? I, and, I don't even think I knew that you were yeah, in that space. And I feel like because like whenever you hear me say, like, I don't know if I want, like, kids one day. Like, I just don't know if it'll be, if it's something that I need anymore. Because I feel like the older that I get every year that goes by, I'm like, well, there's another year that I didn't have a kid. Right. There's another year that I didn't have a kid. And it's kind of like, well, I'm still, like, I'm still happy with where I am. Yeah. I feel like it's more of, like the fluctuations of like okay what would I want better in this aspect of my life or what would I want better in this aspect of my life but it's I haven't experienced motherhood so it's not like I feel like it's like yes it was taken away from me an opportunity that was taken away from me but I don't know the other side of it I don't right. I never experienced it so it's like I'm I don't feel like right now that I'm missing out on something because I don't know what the other side is yeah. it's like ignorance is bliss yeah yeah you know? yeah I feel like having And I'm sure I've told you this, like, I tell Sierra, like, I feel like having a kid at such a young age, I always tell my friends, like, wait until you're in your 30s to have kids. Like, just wait. Not that I would, like, obviously my situation is what it is, and I wouldn't change it for anything, you know, but I do feel like now I kind of have this, especially because the majority of my friends, like, minus Kim, don't have kids yet, like... Like, I don't want to say upper hand, but I think also, too, like, a lot of my friends that don't have kids have kind of watched me, I don't want to say struggle, but, like, seen how, like, much work it is and how much it takes out of a person. And, like, my advice is always, like, just wait. Like, wait till you're in your 30s. Like, this is a lot. And, I mean, not to say, like, you know, if you're in your 20s and you want to have a kid, have a fucking kid. Like, that's awesome. That's great. But... It, like, for people that are on the fence, I always think, like, you should definitely wait until your 30s because you, by in doing that, like, you're giving yourself the opportunity to just live. Like, just live life with your partner. Enjoy. Enjoy life with your partner. Enjoy life with yourself before because, you know, adding that, obviously, 
component to the to the relationship changes everything. I feel like, like for me myself personally, like it's funny because like when we were talking about that and you were like, oh, I wouldn't be mad at it. Like mm-hmm. I feel like we're in such different places in our lives too where like if something like that were to happen to you, like it wouldn't be like this devastating, like, holy crap, what do I do? Which is crazy, because when did we get to that point? Like, are we that? Like, when is it now, like, people are like, I'm pregnant, and you're not like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, (laughs) especially when it's yourself. Like, when you're just like, hey, you know what, if this happens, like, what? I don't think I'll ever be at that point (laughs) in my life. Like, obviously, I'm freshly new into a relationship, but at the same time, we have kind of different viewpoints not viewpoints but different world views I guess or different lenses that we're looking through because I don't want any more kids Mm -hmm. like my experiences with like kind of how you know and I guess it's like for you I don't know if like I can't speak on it because I haven't experienced that but like the specific experiences you've gone through I would think that it would almost make you want that even more and want to push for that even harder Mm -hmm. but then I feel like for me like the experiences that I went through completely turned me off to the whole thing Mm -hmm. like you know I don't even like to revisit that time period in my life my pregnancy it was a very miserable and scary time for me and you know I would hate for my son to hear that and for him to think that that's any reflection of the way that I feel towards him because it's not you know he ended up being the biggest blessing in my life but I didn't know that at the time and just as a woman going through it and the emotional and physical toll that it took on me it's just really scary to ever consider putting myself back in that place again because I really didn't see any of what had happened during my pregnancy coming you know I was very young I never wanted kids to begin with in the first place when I found out I was pregnant um, I was we me and my son's father were two years into our relationship you know I thought I was madly in love and I was with the person that I was going to spend the rest of my life with and I was even you know considering the idea of adoption when I first found out I was so scared and and taken by surprise from the whole thing you know I had just graduated high school but you know his father reassured me that everything was going to be great and that we were going to do this together and that you know we were going to do it the best that we could and so we made the decision to go forward and become parents together and so it was just really difficult for me when halfway a little over halfway through my pregnancy I find out that he's seeing another woman and you know he decides no way I don't really want to do this with you anymore like I'll never forget going to doctor's appointments alone yeah the thing about it really was that you know he didn't back out on our son you know which thank god for that you know obviously all this time has passed and all I can be is thankful for that he's been an amazing father and was always an active part in his life and always has been always will be but you know for me at the time being a young woman going through this now alone it was scary because I had never anticipated that this was going to be an option of how this was going to go you know I I thought that this was going to be something that we were going to do together. I never anticipated, like I said, that I was going to end up being a single mother doing this alone. And what did that mean for me? And what is my life going to look like after this? You know, and aside from that, I'm going to, like I mentioned, all these doctor's appointments alone all of the sudden. I'm trying to cope with the fact that I'm losing my relationship and desperately trying to hold on to it, not just for the fact that I didn't want to lose him, but for the fact that I didn't want to be doing this alone I didn't want to have a baby and go into single motherhood you know and then aside from that 
you know, I'm seeing all of these things of him and this new girl online and I'm having my own issues kind of with it. And then, you know, he had this big grand baby shower with tons of people and the girl and, you know, they got tons of gifts, which, you know, I mean, it was all, you know, when all is said and done, that was all for my son anyway. So that's fine. But, you know, here I am over here with six people at my baby shower. And, you know, I will say quality over quantity because those people I still love to this day and were very impactful and are very impactful in mine and my son's life. Whereas, you know, that, that girl and her family and a lot of those people that were at my son's father's baby shower are no longer even in the picture. Um, but, you know, aside from that, you know, it just hurt. It was really hurtful. You know, I wasn't, I didn't want, it was like salt on the wound, you know, like I'm over here carrying the baby. I'm 19. I don't know what this experience was ever going to be like. And it's not, it's not the greatest, you know, like there are definitely difficult days just physically with pregnancy and all of a sudden I'm going through it alone. And then to have that kind of rubbed in my face, it was just hard. It was just really hard. And so, you know, aside from all of the emotional, you know, difficulties that I faced during that and just the sheer feeling of being completely bamboozled you know um then there was the part of my pregnancy that was actually giving birth that was traumatic you know I lost like 70 pounds during my pregnancy and I went into the hospital uh, the night before Brayden was born they gave me Pitocin to dilate me more I was in labor for I don't know I think like three hours the next day and then after labor my son's father had left the hospital to go get work clothes aka was seeing the I don't even want to say her age. I, I, I always want yeah, to be yeah. petty and call her like the blank year old age girl, but right. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be that person, name. right? <laughs> I'm not going to be that person. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he, you know, left to go see her and I had taken a shower and my, one of my really good friends was there and I was like in the shower and I was just bleeding. Like, like Brayden the other night getting out of the shower when he cut his hand on the razor, yeah. like just nonstop gushing. And I was like... I never have a, had a baby before, but I don't feel like this is normal. Yeah. So I was like, I asked my friend, like, hey, can you call? And thank God for this friend. Thank God for her. I love her to death. Cassie, love you. Um, she had, like, went and gotten one of the nurses, and they were like, oh, it's normal. It's fine. You know, whatever. Basically put a diaper on when you get out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right. And then I had finished my shower, and I had gotten out of the shower, and I'm telling you, like, blood all over the floor. And I was like... No, I, yeah. because no, this is giving Carrie, like, I don't think it's supposed to be this much blood. Yeah. So I was like, can you please go get a different nurse? And so gets a nurse, the nurse comes back. I'm like, this is not stopping. And I'm covered, my legs are covered in blood. The, like, there's blood on the floor. I'm like, there was blood on the mat. And so they go out. I get back in my bed and all of a sudden, like, seven nurses rush in. And one of them is putting an IV in my arm. One of like the one of them's at my right side, and then the other four are, like down at my or however many are down at my legs. And I'm like freaking out because I'm like y'all rushing here. You all came yeah. in here hot. Like okay, what is going on? Yeah. So it ended up being that my placenta didn't deliver all the way. So I was like bleeding out mm -hmm. and hemorrhaging and. Thank God. Like I always think like what if I was just like listened to that first nurse and was like yeah. oh, okay like it's normal, like, what the, like, holy, yeah. what, like, and it's crazy, because that's happening, and, you know, I'm eight, 
just turned 19 years old. I'm a dumbass. You know, I don't know shit about shit. Mm-hmm. I was so scared. I literally thought I was going to die. Like, right. I didn't know if there was going to be, like, a way that they could stop it. Like, they literally had to go elbows deep in me and scrape my placenta, the rest of my placenta, off my uterine wall or wherever it, it you know, inhabits, like, mm-hmm. to get it out, to, to completely get the rest of it out. And meanwhile, like, everybody seems like they're in a panic, so I'm panicking. They would only let one person be in the room at a time, so son's dad was in there for a little bit, and then um, he had left. My sister actually punched him in the face when he walked out of that room. (laughs) That's a funny story. That's a story for another time, but anyway. So then my mom comes in, and I'm literally telling my mom, like, please let Brayden know how much I love him. Like, I'm telling, like, my last dying wishes to my mother. Like, literally thought that I was going to die. I mean, thank God. I don't know if I was just being dramatic. Obviously, I was in good hands. Like, it's not like, oh, you know, it was caught too late or whatever. They did have to stick pills up my butthole. I will say that. That was a traumatizing experience (laughs) if I've ever had one, okay? And I will tell you, I do not remember what the pain of giving birth felt like. I don't remember what that was like. But I will never forget how bad it hurt when they were scraping. Like, oh my god, it was it was worse worse than giving birth. The the pain of them scraping out yeah. my no. And the thing is, is like you have something like that happen, and I'm like hell to the nah, hell to the nah, nah, nah. I'm not gonna put myself in that position again. Like right. for what? For right. who? Why? Is enough babies in this world existing already? Mm-hmm. Okay, I will adopt one of them if I so choose to really. I really feel the need to have a child again one day because yeah. no, no, it's crazy. It's, and it's funny because I feel like the women with the most traumatic birth stories are always like, no, yeah, I'm not fucking having another kid. Like literally I have another friend who went through something similar, like had her baby a month early, like went in for her last doctor's appointment and they're like, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And they were like, so you got to get on a delivery table. She's pushing for like three days straight. Holy. And then she ends up having a C-section and she like almost dies. And she's like, yeah, I'm not like, I could risk not being a parent to my other kid. I'm not going to put that on two kids. Exactly. So it's like, damn. Exactly. Exactly. Which is like, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I was actually just thinking about this the other day because I don't know. I was watching like an Instagram story and somebody with like their seventh kid or something was like, you know, posting a picture of their baby. And I was like, it's crazy that some people can just like, pop-out kids, yeah, like, like bam, bam, like, literally, like, you're pouring raisinets out of a yeah. damn box, yeah. like, and then some people, like, either A, struggle, like, mm-hmm. with fertility issues, like, like you've yeah. experienced, you know, or can't carry a child, or have issues or complications during the pregnancy, or, like, after the birth, like, it's really, it's like taking a shot, it's a, like, it's a yeah, risk, it's like, a shot in the fucking dark yeah, like, and I feel like, like, I feel like for me, like, kind of going back on, like, the why wouldn't you want to continue to try, like, you you wanted a little bit more after that. Like, yeah. after you, because I feel like for the longest, it was like, can I get pregnant? And then when I did get pregnant, it was like, oh my god, like, this is it, like, it's finally happening. And then when it was, like, no longer happening, that was my first thought. It was like, get me pregnant, right the fuck away, like, this needs to happen, I'm so upset. But it was like, when it happened the second time, and so similarly, like, the frame... The timeline was so similar, like, everything was just, like, on the dot with, like, the fir- the way that the first miscarriage went. That was even more, like, tra- traumatizing of, like, okay, well, if this is just going to happen every time I try to have a baby, I need to give myself a break because I'm yeah. literally two, two miscarriages deep. I'm literally back about to, to jump off a fucking freeway bridge, dead ass. Like, literally, so when we lost the first baby, 
I was 10 weeks along, but the baby never progressed past six weeks. Damn. I was 10 weeks along. And I remember, like, I had a little bit of a bump. Like, I was, like, feeling good. But then I remember, like, when I went in for the last appointments, they told me, like, yeah, we no longer see a heartbeat. And when I, they were like, you might miscarry at home, but we scheduled, like, not a DNC, but, like, a, like, where they basically gave me an abortion. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that was, like, to get everything out. And I was like, okay, that's fine. That's the safest way. Like, everything I read was, like, everything's safe. Like, you just have to choose whatever route that you want to go. And so I was like, okay, so I had something scheduled. And I think the day before I was supposed to go get something done, I just woke up and I was like, I'm going to miscarry the baby today. Like, I just already knew. Like, I felt... Like, and did I, you? Yeah. Jesus. That same day. I literally, like, woke up and I remember walking into the living room and I was like, something feels wrong. I think I'm going to lose. Like, I think the baby's going to come today or whatever the fuck. And so he was like, okay, we'll just take it really slow. And then nothing happened. And then I woke up that night, like, in the middle of the night, like, in the worst fucking pain I could ever imagine. Literally could barely get myself out of the bed. Like, it was, it was traumatic. And then, so... I lost that baby and then literally did not have a period and was pregnant again. Jesus. Like never got in a the period. same in the cycle, same cycle. Jesus. Yeah. And then like just had another pregnancy. And I like at one end of the stick, I'm like, okay, did I not allow enough time for my body to heal? But on the other end, the, all the statistics say like when you do it like that, you're actually more likely to carry the baby to full term. I don't know why, how, or whatever the fuck how it works, but it's like within your first three months of having a miscarriage is when you're most likely to get pregnant. I'm guessing it's because something up your cervix or something. I don't know. But like basically the statistics are higher to carry the baby full term. So when I got pregnant the second time, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like all the statistics are on my side. Like everything makes sense. Like that was just a fluke. Like it was just scary. And then literally on the day that I turned six weeks, I lost the baby. Like on the day. And I was like, and it was the day before. No, was it? Oh my God, no, I turned eight weeks. Because, okay, so on the day that I turned eight weeks, it was the day before my appointment that I was going to go see the baby. Uh, and then I lost the fucking baby the day before. No. So I was like, and it's literally like, okay, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I was like, I, I just need to fucking breathe. And like, I already knew because like during both pregnancies, there was just like continuous bleeding. And I remember I went to the bathroom and I just like wiped and there was blood and I was like, it's happening. And I just remember like having a full fucking, like it's crazy like, a full fucking freak out moment in the bathroom. And then Sam is like, what is going on? Because I'm like hysterically crying. Yeah. And then I'm like, I just come out so cold, so mute. But I honestly, like, I had to. Like, I don't regret or retract any type of emotions that I was dealing with during this time and the way that I acted because nobody had a guidebook for, like, how to process that type of information. And I remember walking out of the bathroom and I was just like, okay, like, I'm not pregnant anymore. Like, I... It, I don't know what to tell you. Like, just so That's how you told Sam. Mute. Yeah, I was like, <clears throat> we just lost the second baby. And I, and then, like, it was, like, cold. Like, it was just, like, quiet in the house after that. It was, like, quiet for a couple of days. Like, we would literally just watch movies. Like, not say anything to each other. Just, like, holding each other. And then I remember, like, the conversation came of, like, do you want to keep trying? And I was like, if we keep trying and I lose another baby, I'm going to fucking kill myself. Basically. Like, I, I can't continue to throw myself into the, like, waves of grief and feel like everything's okay. Like, I need a sense of normalcy. If life is telling me that I don't need to have a kid... Basically, that's the way that I was seeing it. It's like, I don't need to have a kid right now. I have a great partner. He ha he was incredibly supportive the through the entire thing. Any, any, like, little thing that I needed or wanted or whatever the fuck, like, he was just they are doing like yeah. just was making it happen to make me happy 
It was so bad that, like, after the second miscarriage, I remember he had to go to work the next day, and he literally hid knives and pill bottles in our apartment. Like, he took all the fucking knives out of the kitchen. I don't know where he put them. And then just was like, yeah, but he was, like, freaked out. Like, he was like, I don't know. If you're going to be okay, I have to leave for the day. He just took all this time off work because we lost the first baby. So it's not like... It was just fucked up. Like, everything was just so fucked up. So I was like, I'm not going to throw... I'm not going to do this to ourselves a third time. Let me just take a break. Let me be childless and enjoy my 20s. I think I was 25 at the time. And then literally right... Okay, so I lost the baby June 30th. We started talking on fucking, like, July 2nd or 3rd. Yeah. Me and Memory kind of had a break, in our, a, a fat break in our friendship. Yeah. We weren't friends for, like, three years. And I missed all of this shit. Yeah. Like, and we were so close before. Just barely missed it. Yeah. Like, dead ass. And then, and then she had reached out to me after, like, three years, I think, of not talking to each other. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she was like, hey, you know whatever and we decided that night like it just worked in our schedule like let's get together tonight literally went over to her house was there for eight hours y'all i got home at five o'clock in the (laughs) morning yeah just talking catching up whatever that's you know how we're here again today where we are thank god for that night but like you had i didn't realize that it was so recent that when you had just went through that i didn't know like timeline wise yeah that, that that had just happened and i remember like in my pregnancy, I, in the, I don't know if it was in the first or the second, but I remember genuinely, I had these vivid ass dreams. And I remember in like two or three of my fucking dreams, I was dreaming of Laura. And mind you, like she just said, we weren't talking. Like mm-hmm. we were not fucking talking. Like at, We weren't even on each other's radars. Like life circle, went on. Like nothing, nothing. And I kept having these dreams of her. And I remember telling my fiance, Sam, like, okay, I just feel like I need to talk to her. Like, I just feel like I need to reach out to her. Like, she's coming back into my life for some reason. And I remember saying that, and he was like, you should write to her, you should reach out. And I remember, like, we were sitting, me and Sam were literally sitting on my notes app, like, okay, what should I say? Do you think I should say this right? Like, is this the way? You know, like, and it was like, how do I approach it of, like, hey, I'm going through a really fucking dark time, so if you're, like, mean to me right now, I'm going to fucking break, bro. <laughs> I'm going to lose it. <laughs> and thank God I was And it's yeah. so funny, because talk about, I don't know, divine intervention, the universe bringing us back together or whatever, because I had literally days before or prior just had like this experience with like, you know, I found out that my boyfriend that I thought I was like, you know, having my first real long, like this was going to last forever type relationship was cheating on me and had gotten another girl pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I was like devastated. And I didn't even know, like I was reaching for any and everything to try to like pull myself out of that, like that the way that that situation made me feel and where it kind of landed me. And so it was just so crazy to like open my phone and get a message from you. And yeah. like, honestly, I attribute my, I got over that shit quickly, much quicker than I expected. And I attribute a lot of that to our friendship coming back into the picture. Like we both, I didn't know what she was going through and you didn't put that in your first message. Like you yeah, didn't disclose like, I'm reaching out to you because, because I'm going through anything. Yeah. Like you just addressed our history, you know, I hope you're doing well, I, I miss you kind of type thing. And it was like, I had no idea that you were going through yeah. anything. And I re- you didn't know I was going through anything. So <laughs> I remember, we're literally sitting outside, we used to smoke, don't fucking judge us. <laughs> but literally, we're sitting outside of my patio, and I'm like having a cigarette, and I'm like, yeah, so the pregnancy test comes back positive. And she's just like looking at the cigarette, looking at the drink. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm gonna get to it, okay? <laughs> she's like, wait a fucking I minute. forgot about that. I said, two plus two was not even four. Said- I said, you and y'all baby like mental or what? So y'all close like that? Okay. Okay. I 
boys and a rock star. Dog, no. <laughs> oh, thank God we can fucking joke about it now. Yeah, no. I, and I did not see that coming. And what's crazy... No, but that's what's crazy is, like, we literally, like, flipped. Like, the, the last time we talked to each other was, like, you're, like, the mom of the two-year-old. And I was... And, like, single as fuck. And, like, just living your best life. And I'm over here, like, married, sad, fucking whatever the fuck. But it's, like... I feel like both of the storylines that we came back with, Reverse, like, I would have never been like, oh yeah, Laura's in a relationship right now, and like yeah. she's been in a relationship with this guy. And I, I honestly, genuinely don't think that you would ever have been like, this bitch is pregnant and lost a baby. Never. Like, never. Like, we were... So, thank God for, you know, that message and the opportunity to kind of reconnect and get our friendship back. Um, and I feel like going back to like what we were talking about about like you know motherhood and our different experiences with it and our different like opinions on it going forward and where it stands in our life it's crazy because I feel like it affects like like we have the holidays coming up like there's such like how did you feel like with the holidays coming up and like you know does it do you feel like it makes like a vast because I feel like some people like when the holidays come around they're like I don't have a kid so I don't care like it's yeah. not as big of a deal well, like one thing I've heard like the most too is like I just don't feel the magic in the holidays this year like I don't know like I, does anybody just not feel like it's Christmas this year and I feel like that genuinely comes from the fact that like we're getting a little bit older our parents aren't taking care of us as much now it's like to a point of like we're an adult we have to self create the vibe and- yeah <laughs> exactly and especially with the pandemic like we have to make our home like a cozy environment whatever the fuck have the magic in the air rather than find it elsewhere. And I feel like, for me, it's like the holidays do always touch on that topic of like, oh, you know, like I do wish, you know, I was kind of seeing it through, you know, a kid's eyes or like how cool would it be to like bake Christmas cookies with like a kid and stuff like that. But like at the same time, I feel like even just me and Sam make it magical, like making the memories with my fiance of like, oh my God, this is like our first Christmas together in our second little tiny apartment and we're living in this new city and we have our cute little Christmas tree. Like there's magic to be shared with even just you and your partner when it's a healthy and loving communicative relationship where you guys are on the same page. It's just, it's that is beautiful in itself. And so to think of the day when I can bring a person into the world and not only is it me and my partner who are sharing this like magical love, then we also have this tiny human being that we made out of that magical love. And then now we're like seeing like, Okay, Hallmark. Hallmark. Okay, Hallmark. (laughs) (laughs) No, but no, I I completely get it. And I feel, you know what? Having a kid around the holidays is overrated because it's a lot of money. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of work. No, I'm just kidding. Like, it's cool. It, it It is awesome. And it's funny because, like, so many people are in so many different situations. Like, you know, there's so many different walks of life out there. The holidays are really something that I feel like, obviously can be very like touchy sensitive emotional for people depending on what situation you're in like you just gave a perfect example of yours and you're Mm -hmm. obviously making the best of it and it it is a positive thing for you and for me like I remember I, I will tell you like I don't want this to come off as like I don't appreciate what I have or I don't see the value in, you know, my relationship with my son or anything like that. Like, I love doing fun things during the holidays with him. It does fucking suck this year with, especially, like, how California's getting now with, like, 
this new variant of COVID coming out, like how restrictive things are. And we are really struggling to find things to do and, um, be able to, you know, do like, like you said, like have that magic outside of just what we're creating in our homes for Christmas. Mm -hmm. But like historically, when the holidays come around, like, because I have 50-50 custody with Brayden, there's always, like, and I, I always know it's coming, but I'm always like, no, nah, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to be fine. It's going to mm-hmm. be all right. But then the day comes, like, the actual holiday comes, and it's like, I have that, fit, you know, that half of the day with Brayden where it's like, yeah, this is magical, this is great, whatever. And then, like, he goes to his dad, and I end up just, like, drinking at, usually by myself, like, at yeah. a counter somewhere, like, <laughs> in my house, like, know like and and I feel like there's probably so many other people that feel that whether it be your situation where it's like the missing piece feels like it's a child or Mm -hmm. you know kind of how I was feeling where it's like that missing piece is like another portion of a family unit for when my child does go to his father's and I'm spending those second half of the holidays by myself or the first half of the holidays by myself or whatever like to me it's like and this year like you know it like you guys like you said you guys are in a new city you kind of have a little Mm -hmm. like I'm in a a loving relationship this Mm -hmm. year where like you know that second half of the holiday where you know Brayden goes to his dad's or the first half or whatever I get to like you know experience like the holiday continues for me I guess like I feel like before it was like all right well like the holiday's over you know like (laughs) but now I'm like no like now I get to like I'm super excited for it like I feel like the holidays are kind of always like a daunting like thing for me especially Christmas because there's just so much work that comes into it like especially like you know all the things that you have to like the goddamn elf dog like the elf fucking yeah. elf Rocking like god like slap my grandma in the face i'm so tired of that elf. <laughs> and i fail every year with that I damn you thing. what was it like december 6th you're like y'all, y'all i was on instagram elf? like somebody give me an elf now <laughs> like i was Sad. about to travel to paris not yeah. you know obviously not london paris but yeah. paris california, california. <laughs> To go get a damn elf because they're all, I always realize that I have lost the elf when it's out of stock everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's a mess. It's yeah. a mess. But anyway, that's just a whole, you know, prime example of how having a child around the holidays is a lot of fucking it's work. Stressful. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Like, who's doing, it's a who's being, who, yeah, who's, who's Santaing, sprinkling a little bit of Christmas joy on my life, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's hiding mini bottles of tequila around the house yeah. for me, you yeah. know? Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. it's a lot. It's You take on the role, the responsibility of literally creating that vibe, which, right. you know, it is fulfilling and it does feel good, but it's nice now to be able to experience that and have that and, like, be so excited for the holidays this year because now I also have, like, something to look forward to when I don't, you know, when I am usually just by myself or I am kind of just continuing the rest of the holidays alone. Like, yeah. and that's, that's exciting and that's a great thing. And I really hope like, you know, anybody that's feeling alone or lonely, whatever situation it may be, whichever side of the fence they're on, like around the holidays, I really hope that you, they're not alone in feeling lonely. You're not. Like, <laughs> y'all, like, yeah. I hope that you can find something to, to Hold on bring to you me. a little bit of joy and something to, yeah. um, f- make you feel a little bit less lonely around the holiday season because both of us from different kind of viewpoints understand and know what that feels like. And it's mm-hmm. a shitty feeling. Like, it sucks. And I really hope that anybody that's out there that's feeling that way, whether you, like, lost a loved one, you know, this is your first holiday after a breakup, Mm -hmm. this is your first holiday after a miscarriage, Mm -hmm. like, you know, whatever the case be, like, I hope that you can find a little bit of joy in this holiday season and that, you know, 
you can give give to yourself like yeah. a little bit of peace and a little bit of grace and the holidays are not just for families they're not just for couples they're not just for you know a b c and d like i feel like everybody should feel that warm fuzzy feeling in their heart around this time and i truly hope that anybody feeling that way you know whether it be a friend in your life or just yourself like you're doing the damn thing for yourself like you can find that I feel like truly too, like not just making it about like how lonely you feel, like considering, like Laura said, like there's a hell of a lot of children in this world. There's a hell of a lot of people in this world who are alone. Like donate, yeah, you know, volunteer, like find a way to make yourself useful in this like need of like people. You know, we need like wholesomeness in this yeah. world. And I'm just now realizing, like I legit just got teary eyed because of. My I know life. I saw you. I was like, <laughs> why is she crying? I legit. <laughs> Period, because I realized, like, me and Sam, like, okay, so there was, like, this Toys for Tots type of drive, and me and Sam just so happened to buy two gifts. Uh-huh. We each bought a gift so we could each get this, like, voucher thing, and I'm like, we just made two kids Christmas better, and we didn't even, like, we were, like, you know, thinking of it as, like, oh, well, we're taking this toy to get, like, a voucher, but it's, like, those, you know, like, even just doing something like that, it's, like, now I'm thinking back, and I'm like, oh, my God, my warm little heart, like, two little kids are going to be happy because yeah. we got a toy, you know? And it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like, even just locally in our own area. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, find people, whether it be people that are on the street. We see the same, you know, damn people, uh, like, us going kids. Like, a skate park, like, hey, kid. <laughs> you got a parent? I got the skate park. Oh, my God. I was he said, you know what? You're my baby now. You look a little unfortunate. So come over here and fill this paper out. Goddamn. You look a little unfortunate. Somehow you look broke, baby. just before Christmas it would typically be released on Christmas but um we want people to actually listen to our shit so we're not gonna do that (laughs) we're gonna put it out a day early so this is gonna come out just before Christmas so Merry Christmas Happy Holidays there will be another episode before New Year's where we can talk your guys's ear off and say a bunch of things people probably don't give a shit about about New Year's and our year recap or whatever yeah next week so yes please join us yes happy holidays merry christmas i hope you guys have an amazing christmas with your families by yourself with your children <laughs> whomever and yeah thanks for joining us on the second episode thanks of for the support yeah thanks for listening have a great day guys yeah All right, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye, friends.